It's a crazy, crazy time to be alive right now. I spent six days of the last week completely running on adrenaline and responding to clients' needs as things changed pretty much every hour. I finally slept on Sunday for a full nine hours and got a 40-mile bike ride in too. I feel like a new woman. I'll just have to do it all again this week. <laughs> What's happening in our world feels eerily similar to 9-11. Of course, we didn't have warning back then, and I didn't run a business or have people's livelihoods dependent on me. But the eerie feeling of everything stopping is very much the same. I remember a few days after the terrorist attacks looking up in the sky and not seeing a single plane. It was bizarrely quiet and really, really unsettling. If you were working during that time, you know what I'm talking about, and you know how similar this feels. As of this recording, many states have closed schools for at least three weeks, if not longer. The state of Illinois just closed all restaurants and bars. This comes at a time when most families were planning to be off for spring break for a portion of this time, but now trips have been canceled, camps have been closed, and we're staring down weeks of homeschooling and trying to work full-time while figuring out how to do both without leaving our homes. If you aren't used to working at home, let alone with kids around, we're going to spend today talking about how to do it, how to make your life easier, and what to do when, as a friend who quarantined in Rome put it, your cognitive energy is taxed. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, only 29% of Americans can work from home, including one in 20 service workers and more than half of information workers. So while servers are still manning the restaurants, or were, and will be again, <laughs> The technology sector has definitely gone remote. Even before the pandemic struck, remote work was accelerating in the U.S. The share of the labor force that works from home tripled in the last 15 years, according to the Federal Reserve. Two of the accelerants are obvious. Living costs in metros with the highest density of knowledge workers and technology, such as Slack and Microsoft Teams, that moves collaboration and gossip online. My team and I, both on the agency and SpinSuck sides, have been working remotely since 2011. Trendsetters to be certain, but we've also found to be far more productive and have a healthier work-life balance. I know that seems odd. You're working from home, so work intersects with life and life intersects with work. Yes, it can absolutely do that, but it doesn't have to. My kids' schools send a bunch of stuff home to quote-unquote help us homeschool, Included in that packet of information was a list of apps they use at school that can be downloaded at home to help with their learning and hopefully give us parents an hour here or there to work without interruption. The list also came with a warning. It said they do not want kids staring at a computer or tablet for seven or eight hours a day. They recommend starting the day at nine o'clock and ending at three, just like they do in school. They also recommend setting up a spot not in the child's room for them to do schoolwork. And just like they have social interaction and recess at school, they should have at home too. Now apply that to your work from home self. Do you have a designated spot from which you can work? A place where you can turn your computer on in the morning and off each evening? Somewhere that's not in your bedroom or on the couch in front of the TV? Set up a spot at the dining room table or kitchen island. 
Of course, if you have an extra bedroom or a home office, that's ideal, but not necessary. For the next few weeks, where you set up shop will be your office, and you should use it only for that. Let's say for argument's sake, you start your day at nine and end it at five. I know, I know, not all of us have that schedule, but I'm going to use it as an example. So get up like you normally would, shower, brush your teeth and hair, and get dressed. Eat breakfast, get your kids ready, do whatever it is you normally do. The good news is you no longer have a commute, so if the stats are true, you just gain at least an extra 27 minutes in your morning and an extra 27 minutes in your evening. Use that time for self-care. Walk the dog, hang out with your kids for a bit longer, exercise, do some push-ups, meditate, paint your fingernails, that may not apply to everyone, or watch an episode of your latest binge. When it's time to start work, turn your computer on. Just like you do in the office, allow for interruptions. You may have to create them by opening Slack or whatever collaboration tool your office is using, but make sure you log in and check things out every couple of hours. At lunchtime, get up and walk away from your computer. Though it won't take you an hour to eat lunch at home, take that time to exercise. I have the Peloton at home and it's going to get a ton of use these next few weeks. You can also go for a walk or call your mom. The point is to walk away from your computer for a little while, just like they're asking the kids to do. Then spend your afternoon just like you did your morning. Work, allow for interruptions, try to get some social interaction, albeit online, and get your work done. Once you realize you don't have to do the laundry or clean out the kitchen cupboards or do spring cleaning or look in the fridge again to see if anything has changed or materialized, you'll find you're far more productive than you are in the office. At the end of your day, shut your computer down and walk away. This is challenging, especially for those of us who take work home with us every day. But this is probably one of the most important things you can do during this time. It's not a normal work-from-home situation, which means we have to be extra vigilant about shutting it down. Then walk away and be present with your family or your friends, even if it means it's on FaceTime or Skype or Zoom. In a minute, we'll talk about tools you can use to increase your productivity, the guidelines to set for yourself and or your team, and what else you can expect from your weeks in isolation. Before we do that, though, I don't want you to think I'm trying to hawk something during a crappy time. I'm super sensitive, super sensitive to what's going on. And I think we're all going to need something else to stretch our brains during our time at home while we're working at home. So here's a little bit about the PESO model certification. Should you decide professional development is your game while you're hanging out on your couch? There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. 
And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. Welcome back. Now, let's talk about the tools you can use to increase your productivity, the guidelines to set for yourself and or your team, and what else you can expect from your weeks in isolation. Let's start with our favorite tools. If you're a consistent listener of this podcast, you won't be surprised to hear Slack is one of our most favorite tools. The Spin Sucks community is built with Slack behind it. And if you're not part of the community, you definitely should check out during the next few weeks of working from home. I'll include a link in the show notes so you can easily get there. But Slack isn't just for the SpinSucks community. It'll work wonders for you and your team as you figure out how to communicate, how to share information, and even just how to gossip. We all need some normalcy right now. Think of it like a private Facebook group. The only difference is it's a totally separate app so you don't have to get lost down the Facebook rabbit hole when you go to check out the work group. Nope, Slack saves the day there. Zoom is our next favorite tool. I do all of my team and one-to-one meetings with my direct reports on Zoom. While video chat doesn't replace the in-person experience, it comes awfully close. As well, you and your colleagues can all get in a Zoom room and keep it open while you work. It will almost be like you're sitting at a table together working. This is incredibly important for extroverts. Their cognitive energy will be tested first. So use Zoom to recreate the in-person experience so they have the social interaction they need to thrive. You likely already have all the other tools you need, project management, social media monitoring, marketing automation, and so on. I would focus on recreating as much of the in-person experience as you can with Slack and Zoom. Now let's discuss the guidelines and rules that guide us so we don't fall into introverted slovenly holes. Most organizations have a daily scrum meeting where they spend the first 15 minutes of the day collaborating on what's ahead. You can still do that. When Mr. Dietrich's team works from home, they do their scrum meeting on Zoom, and I might stick my head over his computer and say hello sometimes. We've always quote-unquote held hours on Slack, and I put held in quotes because we're not all together talking through things. Instead, we ask that by 8 a.m. Central Time, everyone has listed their meeting times and their top three priorities for the day. This does two things. Number one, it allows us each to be mindful of when we need something from someone and they're in a meeting. The meeting times are listed right there, so if they're not answering a Slack message, we know why. Even better, we try not to send messages until the person is out of said meetings. And number two, it allows us to know if someone has time to throw into a new project, help with something else, or is working on that thing you need from them by day's end. When we began doing this, it alleviated a lot of wonder about what people were doing, and it created an entirely new level of trust. The other thing that you'll find challenging in working from home like this is how and when to provide feedback. It will be tempting to fire off a direct message in Slack and let the cookie fall where it crumbles, as my kid says. Don't do it. We are communicators. We know that feedback in writing is the absolute worst way to provide it. Don't let your time away from your colleagues make you lazy. 
The second best option to providing feedback in person is on video chat. If you can't do that, pick up the phone and have a conversation. Do not, do not be tempted to fire off a direct message. The last thing we'll talk about before I let you soar into your new working situation is what else you can expect from your weeks in isolation. We already talked about your incredibly short commute time and the importance of still showering and getting dressed every day. You will be tempted to stay in your PJs or workout clothes and work from your bed. Don't do it. You'll find you're far more productive if you get dressed and sit down at a proper table to do your work. You'll also find your stress level decreases. At least it will as far as work goes. It may not with what's happening in the world. And we all need to fill our cognitive energy reserves when this is all said and done. But from a work perspective, your stress levels will decrease. The mere fact that you don't have to commute into an office is going to reduce your stress level. To boot, your boss and their boss will have to quickly learn to trust the adults they've hired. If you are the boss, you'll find you suddenly don't care when your team clocks in or out or what they did for their lunch break. In an office, you can't help but be aware of those things. But when you're all working remotely, suddenly all anyone cares about is results. You'll get things done, you'll be far more productive, and you'll get results. Outside of needing human interaction, I'm willing to bet most organizations will create, at the very least, a flexible work schedule after this. That's how productive everyone will be. And if you followed my advice at the start of this episode and have start and end times, you'll find you have time to pursue some things for your personal self-care that you haven't had time to do in the past. Imagine what that life looks like a month from now. And that, as they say, is a wrap. If you have questions about how to be your most productive self, especially if you're an extrovert and or you have kids and spouses or partners at home now, we are here for you. If you need a virtual happy hour, count us in for that too. Find us as Spin Sucks on all of the social networks, or you can join the Spin Sucks community where we hang out daily. The link is in the show notes. I will see you next week, as long as the zombies haven't come for my wine. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 